Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, November 17th, 2022. Today on the Ether, move over CFI. DeFi has arrived. Hosted by Angel Protocol. Let's take a listen. Um, swing through the Angel Alliance as well. Um, but then want to spend the bulk of the meeting or of the, the discussion here talking about a couple of things as it relates to Angel Impact Funds, the functionality, the value proposition. Uh, as well as some of the ongoing discussions and framing we have for yield source integrations. Um, but with that said, I just want to see Chauncey, just check your, your mic if you don't get mine given a quick hello. Hello, hello. I'll get on my side. Awesome. Well, with that said, Tim, I might actually pass it to you to do a, a quick charity marketplace update, if you don't mind. Sorry, I'm trying to multitask desperately and, fa- and failing. I'm back, I'm back again. I can only do one thing at one time. Um, yeah, it's it's um, charity marketplace. It's it's great to see the charity marketplace gradually getting more and more filled up. Um, we've had a, a couple more charities join uh, this week, and um, so we've had the Lima Conservation Foundation join us, which is is fantastic. I know Lima's are very close to. Um, uh, some people's hearts with regards to uh, the NFT world. And uh, I think there's going to be some great tie-ups there as well. Um, so we've had um, the NFT, um, so we've had Lutlia, the Lima Conservation Foundation join. And then also we've just had, if you just bear with me a second, we've just this today actually just had the, um, we just had some new charities come back on board from the, the, the previous version of the website that we had going, the previous version of the app um, that we had going back in, in uh, earlier on this year. So the thing to do really is to go to, go to the app.angelprotocol.io and then you'll see all the different charities linked with the UN SDGs. As I say, the, the latest one to be on there is the Lima Conservation Foundation, but you'll also see a lot of the charities that have been away for a while start coming back in. So, for example, today, uh, Give, Re- Give Refugees a Chance, um, who are doing lots of work in South America with, with uh, refugees that have moved across borders and are having really quite specific and quite uh, difficult um, medical needs. But what's great about what they do is that all the staff of their particular organisation have been refugees themselves as well. So it really is a case of where the charity is enabling a, a set of refugees to help everybody else. Um, so that's great to see. Do take a look at the at the, the foundations that are on there. Um, as I say, the, the latest one is the Lima Foundation. And back, awesome. you, and back to you, Sean. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Tim. And, and yeah, so that actually brings us, I believe, to over 170 nonprofits that have been onboarded, um, which is great to see. And I think... We've actually seen like a vast majority of existing nonprofits from the previous versions of our website migrate over 
Um, so it's great to see one that they are actively engaged and two, they continue to be trusted partners of us. Um, also that the pipeline is still fresh. I think that that's just another testament to the value add that we provide in this space. Again, endowments and endowment functionality are, are very out of reach for the average nonprofit, no matter where they're coming from in the world. Uh, and we hope with our solution that it is one, no code, easy setup, two, very minimal um, cost. So there is no setup fees to launch a charity endowment on our marketplace. Uh, and we provide very favorable um, kind of withdrawal and, and asset under management fees. But I think that treasury solution, the ability to have transparency in the donation flow, as well as all of the cool addings in terms of you know, Angel Alliance and targeted NFT fundraisers and campaigns, I think adds a, a kind of deeper and more rich experience for those nonprofits. Um, and with that being said, I, I do see that Angel Alliance uh, is on the call and Amanda is a, is a speaker. So I just want to test test your mic, Amanda, but would love to pass to you for, for an update on that end. Hey, Sean, Amanda, can you hear me? Awesome. Yeah, so this uh, the last few weeks have been very exciting for the Angel Alliance. We had um, a couple new partners. Um, our most recent Angel Alliance partner was Monart NFT Collection. Um, they just joined us. And we had a really exciting and profitable um, charity auction, our first like charity I guess, NFT collection, 100% of the proceeds from the Crown Space Apes. Um, their batter, batter apes collection. I'm trying to remember all the, the lingo. Um, 100% of the proceeds went to Yamba Hearts of Uganda. And we were able to, they were able to raise uh, 31,000 stars for that project. So pretty much covered half the cost of what that um, classroom was going to be, um, what, the, what they requested. So um, uh, absolutely amazing. The community just really got behind that project. And I'm so excited to uh, for like some more of these like NFT charity things to, to roll out. You know, like I've been very busy and trying to connect with different projects. And it seems that, you know, right now, despite the market being down, there's a lot of, a lot of passionate people in this space that are still looking to, you know, have fun for a good cause or, um, you know, just, just to donate. So I'm feeling very positive. And uh, yeah, if you'd like to learn more about the Angel Alliance, please feel free to reach out on Twitter or myself, um, my personal handle, Vacation Amanda. So thanks, Sean. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and yeah, shout out to to that collection. And I think I, what you didn't say is that it sold out in like under three minutes, which is oh, amazing. Yeah, it, it sold out in two minutes and seven seconds. I was lucky. Yeah. I was like, as soon as the clock turned three o'clock p.m., I like hit the button for a mint, and I'm glad I did because it was a it was a great a great time. Yeah, and like that really blew me away. In all honesty, like to see so much traction and like user motivation still in this space is just like a huge huge reassurance that we are taking the right approach here and like i guess just in a, a broader sense right like there is there is the, the bear market the broader volatility but i think what we care about is like the long-term view and the underlying mechanics that we're enabling and to see a community kind of 
mobilize and resonate with a proposal on our platform, have a collection designed and sell out in under three minutes, two minutes, seven seconds. Like it's just incredible. Right. And that's just such a small microcosm of what's possible here and the things to come. And for us to be positioning ourselves as the facilitator of those types of actions of being the provider of a robust nonprofit portfolio, and then also connecting that pipeline and connecting the, the tissue there with all these really great communities that want to do good and providing them the outlet and the tools to do that in a really easy and efficient way um, is what we're all about. Um, so that was just like a really, really cool that moment last week um, and more into spot like that. And thank you again, Amanda, for for leading that effort in such a quick turnaround time. Yeah, of course. I wanted to add just one thing because I've been following up with the Crown Space Apes team. And I'm not sure if many of our listeners are aware, but they're actually a sub community of the Space Apes Society. So like you have an NFT collection and then from that, it's a smaller percentage. And just like the the amount of activity from that sub community was just incredible. Um, I've been talking to them post our donation to the charity and they want to even set up a call with the charity and potentially even have like the kids who are going to benefit from the classroom draw pictures of apes as well. So like just seeing this whole, like, you know, we had this charity or this NFT collection approach us. Now they want to connect with that charity and then also have like the kids that are going to benefit from that classroom also participate back is just the like it's an absolute joy to like see this happen full circle and be a part of it so um yeah i just want to like really pump up that that collection because they're just an incredible group yeah super cool and like i think it all gets back to like new and creative ways of both donor engagement but also like the donor themselves how they find these organizations and what we provide and like yeah, it's just so cool, right? Do you think about how that was a purely crowdfunded but motivated group of individuals? And like that is intersecting in like institutional failures and lack of safety nets in a really new and novel way. And it's just really cool. So so thank you again for that. Um awesome. So we are cruising through the agenda here. Um, but do want to to pass it to Chauncey. So Chauncey, I'm not sure if you all saw, put out a Twitter thread, um, really talking about kind of in the wake of, of FTX, where we stand and what our value offering is. Um, so I'm going to pass it to Chauncey to kind of walk through that in a little bit more depth. Um, but then we'll also be breaking out and kind of stopping and pausing on the investment model, as well as the value for, for coordination that our DAO tooling kit provides. Excellent. Thank you very much, Sean. Um, yeah, so really, I just wanted to speak to the current events. Uh, obviously, crypto has come under a lot of fire lately. And uh, I mean, some of that, you know, we, we have to own is within the actual crypto and DeFi industry. And there is a lot of scamming and questionable practices going on. Um, so there's a lot of internal housekeeping to be done on the DeFi side. And that really gets into, you know, smart contracts and auditing and, and battle testing things out. But um, I think the bigger story here has really been about this massive contagion from what are effectively centralized finance entities. Uh, so, you know, looking at things like Three Arrows Capital and uh, FTX and, and Celsius, 
Um, these are all centralized actors who have taken advantage of the frothiness of the DeFi space to commit widespread fraud. So um, you can't, you know, fully fully separate the two because obviously there's a linkage there. Uh, but at the end of the day, the problems that we've been facing are largely because these entities are not using DeFi and Web3 tech, right? We don't have the transparency of how they're holding funds. Um, user funds are custodied with these uh, centralized entities, so users don't have direct control over their own funds. And um, and really just the opaqueness, right? There's really no visibility into how operations are being done, how money is being sent around. Uh, and it's deeply, deeply ironic uh, that the crypto industry itself is facing the most scrutiny from all of this, because really DeFi was created to solve the exact issues that we're seeing. Um, so, you know, with with blockchain, you have the transparency of financial transactions, of, of seeing funds and where they're stored. Uh, with smart contracts, uh, you eliminate the need for human trust, right? Um, you're able to to interact directly with code. Uh, code is law. And uh, again, you know, there's things we can talk to about, you know, code security and, and improvements needed on the DeFi side of that. Uh, but by and large, if we were if we're into if all of these entities existed on chain, um, had all of the the uh, chain addresses exposed, uh, we could see what their holdings were, how money was flowing around. Uh, that transparency would have prevented a lot of this from ever being possible. Um, so when you think about you know bad actors, you're never going to get rid of human nature. There's always going to be people for whatever reason, rationalization, justification. Um, go towards greed and try and amass as much power and wealth as they can. Uh, and people who are motivated to do that are not going to be stopped by the types of ethical constraints that govern most everyday people. So that, given we're not going to eliminate that, right, you can never design a truly perfect system that is reliant on human trust. And human coordination throughout history has really been our main challenge as a society of how do we coordinate as we get larger, as things get more complicated, as things get more global. And I think what we're seeing right now is is really the the um, the rubber hitting the road, so to speak, with that, where humanity and coordination has become so complex and so overarching that a lot of people feel lost and they don't know what to trust and they don't know um, really what to believe in some cases. And I think with DeFi and Web3, we're, we're, we've been given the technology or rather we've developed the technology that is perfectly suited for the current moment. Um, they're, they're, like Trust in institutions has never been lower across the board. And you can take crypto out of the discussion altogether, and that's still true. So dealing with this type of societal problems we have, um, and especially in the impact space where Angel Protocol works, uh, you can see that there's all types of constraints in terms of who gets funding, how people get funding, how they get access to that funding. Uh, and again, DeFi and Web3 were designed to help address these issues. So that's where Angel Protocol is leaning in and really differentiating ourselves. Uh, we are not a centralized, opaque entity. Um, all clients on Angel Protocol create their own wallets, set up their own accounts, um, have their own default multi-sig functionality to manage their accounts. 
Uh, so they'll never be in a situation where their their funds are just frozen without having the ability to access them. Um, and using DeFi and Web3, we can actually get capital flow to impact in a much more efficient and transparent manner than has ever been done in the past. Uh, and I think that that statement is is significant and worth sitting on for a second. It has never been possible in the past to coordinate people and fund flow the way that DeFi and Web3 allows. So using that technology and using it as a force for good, uh, where we're not simply creating DeFi financial vehicles in the cloud that are self-serving and kind of just within their own economy, uh, but instead reaching out to real-world applications and real-world yield sources. Right, So you don't have to do everything DeFi purely based on tokens created in DeFi. You can actually pull on-chain, um, or I'm sorry, you can pull uh, real-world lending activity on-chain to provide it liquidity, to give people an ability to invest in that type of opportunity on-chain. So that's where Angel Protocol is really interested going forward, is tapping into as many different diverse yield sources as possible, um, making sure those yield sources are as uncorrelated from the, you know, kind of specific crypto economy as possible, um, and giving that optionality to our users to decide where they want to put their funds, but to have a diverse variety of sources to do that with. So with that, Sean, uh, I'll go ahead and transition back over to you here to speak a little more to that yield source selection and how we're going about that. Awesome. Sounds good. And actually, like I might I might do a quick swap and just cover the like what you mentioned in terms of like AIF functionality, so angel impact fun functionality and like what that underlying technology can really foster in new and creative ways. And I think that you really, this is just a, a recap of, of what you said, but when you think about it, it's community agency, right? So it allows for whether these are individuals who know themselves in a local setting or a global way of connecting like-minded individuals to raise funds and deliver services in a new way that is outside of traditional institutional governmental rails, right? And I think that that, that is where I get really, really excited in the sense that this is a new form of a social safety net that hasn't existed before. The second benefit now is greater transparency, right? So this is not only from the financial flows perspective where all of this is on chain and we can run some analysis and, and keep dashboards and, and see activity, but it's also in the decision making. And from a traditional nonprofit perspective like that used to be a very opaque decision, grant making decisions and who they fund and why they fund is really opaque. And now with, you know, uh, a governance board or an Agora board within angel impact funds, this is now transparent. You can see what the proposals were. You can see the turnout. You can see the result. I think in addition, it comes to new accountability models. And again, this is going into like, hey, this DAO format or angel impact fund adds a new way for individuals to create impact or fund impact in ways that haven't been done previously because of challenges in terms of receiving international funds or international wires or how everything settles or organizations registered in a certain country that can't accept funds from another. And I think this opens up this entire ecosystem in a really cool way. 
I think when we're also talking about angel impact funds, now it's incentives for social impact and for being part of this ecosystem in new and novel ways. So thinking about tokenizing your own community and having gated communities that you want to work on specific issue areas. Um, then you can think about on-chain incentives as well in terms of how you actually reward those users in new and creative ways. We talked about innovative fundraising, which I think Amanda highlighted really, really well in terms of what's going on in the Angel Alliance. But then you also think about these nonprofits and their endowments or AIFs and how they want to manage it. And we'll get to that, Chauncey, back to the, the yield sources and what that looks like. But that treasury management is something that was behind really high gates and barriers. Um, and now it is democratized in a, in a really powerful way. And I think the last that you touched on is, is removing trust from this whole equation. And when we think about angel impact funds and how they are programmable, that is something that the code is law, right? There isn't anyone that is going to rug those funds at the last minute or change their mind without a collective governance vote and agreement. I think all those things are really powerful and they really will hopefully in the future change the way that we think about impact, who has a seat at the table and how it is actually executed on. And when you think about this in terms of what I've been working on and, and the rest of the team in terms of like partnership building and building out the use case of this technology with nonprofit partners, I think that that value proposition is, is really understood in a powerful way because these are organizations and institutions that face these challenges on a day-to-day -day basis. And we're providing a new way for them to not only access crowdfunded funding, but also execute on plans, st um, store and report on the impact for the dollars that have been raised, do this all transparently, and also create a new relationship with the donors as well. Um, so I'll pause there, Chauncey, if there's anything to add on that, but I just wanted to, to highlight that value add again in a really meaningful way. And then also just to say that like, this is a no code solution. The intention here is to be able to do this with ease. And we're hoping that that's what our platform can facilitate. No, no, that was beautiful, Sean. You captured that very, very well. Um, and I think it's just so important in these kind of moments too. Uh, the type of work Angel Protocol is doing, the type of work that all of our Angel Alliance partners, over a hundred different partners across the space, have all joined in a social impact pledge to give back and do positive good in the world. And the amount of mainstream media coverage on this has been, wait, let me check, uh, approximately zero. Uh, while we have all kinds of articles about FTX and scammers and all of the bad parts of this, uh, it's really time to to highlight all of the good the space can do. Uh, and that's where I'm really excited because I feel like this is our time to shine, right? There's been doubt cast on this industry. There's questions being asked around, you know, what is the utility of it? And for me, a big part of the problem is DeFi has not been used the way DeFi was meant to be used, right? We had DeFi summer and all of this um, activity that really didn't have anything to do with the real world. It didn't give back in any way. It didn't create value in any way. It was great financial tooling, but financial tooling without true underlying financial value is 
really just a ticking time bomb. And then that was what was shown. Uh, but it's just so critical to highlight that it's not a failing of the technology itself. It's a failing of, of humans and how they've utilized the technology. And we have the opportunity here to do so, so much better. Um, you know, when I hear people talk about like, what's the point of DeFi? What's the point of Web3? Look what's come of this. It's it's the technology itself. You just have to look at what the technology was set up to address. And it was set up to solve these coordination issues, to make it so that an entrepreneur in Ghana who's looking for funding can accept those funds from all over the world with almost no transaction fees immediately and be able to develop a sustainable business in his local community. And that kind of power, if we can, if we can succeed in our mission and really get that out there, I think it's going to transform transform the world. So I am really excited about the next steps here. Awesome. Yeah, thank you for that. And and I think like putting words into action like what does this actually look like for us and what are we are working on. So we have a lot of business development uh going on in a really great way and there are a couple of different strategies here. Um one is there are a lot of kind of disparate web2 based crowdfunding platforms that are looking for this new type of technology. Um, and we're looking on integrations for that to one, just allow the acceptance of cryptocurrency based donations in a borderless and frictionless way. But also then it's embedding those, those organizations with this powerful DAO tooling kit and angel impact funds and seeing what they can do with it. Um, and excited to see that across a few different continents actually that we're working with and really get in like the weeds on the design solutions and what they need. Um, and that just gives us a massive user base to really come up with a solution that is still contextualized while being able to scale in a, in a meaningful, transparent, efficient way. I think um, the second one is, so we have these web two um, crowdfunding platforms. We also have some innovative pilots that we're working on as well. And, and what we've heard is, you know, there are these larger international organizations that do provide funding, but that funding comes after the proof of concept has already been done and proven. They're looking for an impact report of what is done and how they can then scale that, but they aren't providing necessarily that incremental support. And I think this is what I'm really excited for is building those out, right? I think we have a really cool opportunity to be that bridge and come up with a really effective solution with these great partners on the ground. And then that can go to scaling, right? So we act as that kind of catalytic intermediary in that interim period of what this looks like from, you know, taking small home, smallholder agricultural farmers in Myanmar, for example, and making this into a open solution where anyone can fund transparent fund flow. And then you get further down the road, you know, a social graph or return on what this investment looks like. And when you start thinking about this piece by piece, but then start seeing the big picture, now we're becoming more efficient and more effective in how we are actually allocating money to need. And that will have you know, an amplifying effect, a magnitude of order here in terms of what this actually looks like 10 years from now. Um, so I think just to kind of close this one out is, if you are an organization or a nonprofit or a social enterprise, and you're really curious about this technology, like we are actively looking to build out with you. So please feel free to to reach out to us across our various memes. Um, and we're really excited to to dig deeper there. Um, awesome on that point. I will now transition and then maybe take a really 
quick drink of water um, to talk about the yield sources and, and integrations and what this actually looks like. So one sec, I will take a quick breath and then I'll get, get to that. Awesome. So when we had initially thought about yield sources, I think one of the big pillars was how can we do this in an ethos aligned way? And that is what Chauncey was alluded to in terms of real world assets um, and what that looks like. Um, I think when we when we really think about nonprofits or change makers who are accessing this technology, our baseline assumption is that this is new to them and that they will have limited capacity to manage an active portfolio on their own. So what we are doing and what our end goal here is, is to have a wide slate of potential optionality for these organizations to tap into for their yield. And we are going through an exercise now, which is a pretty deep due diligence and vetting of all of the options that currently exist, but also having a long-term vision of as more assets come on chain and by assets we're talking about you know u.s treasury bills coming on chain or securities coming on chain having a pathway so the end goal of what a treasury or an endowment could look like for a charity should mirror what an institutional goal would look like for a charitable endowment and i think by slowly embedding ourselves in this area as they come on chain will be really positioned, really well positioned years from now to really be the premier place to go for a easy, no cost solution to generate yield, manage your money, have greater predictability in your operational expenses based on the yield that you're generating. So what we're doing is going through like a five tiered kind of review process of what exists currently in the market when it comes to to yield bearing protocols, to real world assets, to collateralized loans on chain, to emerging market loans on chain and what this actually looks like. Um, so there are five pillars. I won't go too deep into all of them, but basically what we're thinking about is team competency. So what's the overall sector expertise? What's the level of investor support? If it is not a docs team, or even if it is, we'll be going through direct interviews with these organizations. Then we'll go to the compliance standpoint, right? So current standing with regulatory bodies, um, what does it look like in terms of like their anti-money laundering risk framework? And then also thinking about what type of stablecoin are they settling in? Right? Is that USDC? Is it USDT? Is it an algorithmic stablecoin? And of course, there are varying degrees of risk that we would prioritize based on that. We're then going to look at protocol mechanics here. And this is digging into smart contracts and how they are originated. It's also thinking about reserve pool balances. So is the reserve pool in a native token? Is it in a stable? What are all of the potential attack vectors? So how complex are their arrangements? How deeply embedded are they to other potential players in the space? And of course, we'll see like how that all unravels um, in the current iteration. But then it's thinking about risk analysis, right? So what is the asset risk of the underlying asset? And I think there's a, a subcategory here when we're talking about uncollateralized lending or real world assets versus what would be uh, like a DeFi yield based protocol. So there's a lot of nuances there. 
but also thinking about default sensitivity here. So like how, how diverse are their pools? How much allocation do they have to a single pool? If that pool were to default, what is the overall risk to that protocol in general? Um, and then thinking about TVL parameters, right? If we were to move in size, the value that we have within our protocol, what is the percentage of that versus the overall pool that they have? Just taking into account all these different little fluctuations in terms of where we can position ourselves best. We're also going to take a look into tokenomics, right? So thinking about VC token percentage, unlocks, are those unlocks in native token and how could that impact like the yield if the yield is based on their native token? Um, and then following that up with contract risk. So is this uh, a DAO setup, a, a multi-sig setup? Um, what is their auditing contracts and partnerships look like? What are the frequency of audits? All those things. So I think the, the end result here is that we can provide what would be our, our meaning angel protocol recommendation for these nonprofits to access, let's say a diversified, portfolio of 10 to 20 type of on-chain investment opportunities. Um, and what we want to do is give that organization some agency in terms of, hey, different risk profiles, different return setups, and then clearly, clearly outline what those underlying risks are. Um, but I think all of this is to say that we are taking a patient uh, and very intentional approach when we're thinking about this. And again, like we are not a custodial solution, but we are stewards of these funds that are coming in. And we are, it is our responsibility to set up these rails in the most ethical and effective ways possible that also prioritize risk mitigation and risk management. So that's a lot of talking from me, um, but that is what we're thinking. And that is kind of our view for the future, right? Is to incrementally build out these rails so that five years from now, we are an institutional grade provider here of what the type of on-chain assets could look like and providing recommendations on that allocation setup because we realize that nonprofits, this is not their domain expertise and they're coming to us to access that value. Um, so I'll, I'll pause there, Chauncey, if there's anything else that you'd like to add to that um, or any questions from anyone listening in, of course, like, please raise your hand and, and come to um, the mic. But I think that in overall is kind of the framework that we're going through. Um, and then in terms of timelines, like this is Q1, we're looking for some some integrations, Q2, I would say, more and more. Um, but then again, it's like, this is a long term view. And we are going to be strategically positioning ourselves to be able to access these types of innovative assets as they come on chain for the future. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think I have anything to add to that. Uh, very, very well captured. Um, would love any questions from the audience on, on uh, how we're going about things, but uh, looking forward to continuing to build a product that, I mean, you know, first and foremost is going to help improve and change the world and, and bring more uh, equity overall and more opportunity. Um, but two, uh, to, to be able to do that in a way that we're leveraging this technology of DeFi and Web3, I mean, effectively distributed ledger technology, um, we're leveraging it in the right way. We're using the tool the way the tool was meant to be used. Um, and when we do that, right, you actually remove a lot of different risk vectors rather than, than adding them. Um, and, and I'm excited to prove that out and show to the world how this, how this technology can be correctly utilized. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's great. 
Um, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll leave a couple of minutes here in case anyone has a, a question, but again, just, just a recap of, of what we covered, um, charity marketplace going well, um, new charities are being onboarded on a weekly basis. Um, so we tweet that out on a weekly basis as well. Um, so if you're curious, please take a look at, uh, app.angelprotocol.io from an angel lion's standpoint. A lot's happening. Uh, again, our, our message continues to resonate here. And I think we're seeing some really cool, creative solutions coming from specific communities um, that are fast acting and, and mobilizing for change um, with that successful raise for Yamba Hearts for Uganda um, from the Batter Apes collection. Um, and then uh, the last couple of things we talked about here was just where we're positioning, what we think our value offering is with angel impact funds and how the underlying technology really is catalytic um, and really disruptive to the existing way that that nonprofits fundraise, that individuals can mobilize um, and that anyone can really step in and, and have the impact that they want to create. And then we ended of course with the, the yield bearing uh, assess framework, assessment framework, and we'll continue to kind of do that in public, right? I think a large part of this is making sure everyone is up to date on what we're doing, what we're thinking, um, and of course, like always open to feedback from that. But with that, I think um, our next AMA will be in two weeks. Um, and I believe that we will have one of our nonprofits um, as part of Angel Protocol on uh, and talking about their work. So really excited for that as well. Um, in the meantime, if you have any questions, you can find us at the our, our Twitter handle, uh, our Discord, or our website as well, angelprotocol.io. Um, but with, with hey, that, uh, yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, I just, I forgot to mention, um, we have a campaign going right now with the Raccoon Supply. Um, they have graciously hosted a, um, a lottery, and it's 50-50 lottery, to, one to the winner, and then 50% of the proceeds are going to Angel Protocol, and that's going on right now if you go to raccoon.bet, and you can purchase a, like a raffle ticket and hopefully win half and then half of it goes to charity. So I just wanted to mention that that's going till Sunday. So just three more days. Awesome. Thank you for that. Yeah. And again, thinking about creative use cases and, and really fun ways of mobilizing for impact. I think that is a, a great example and a great way to kind of bookend this conversation. So thank you for that, Amanda. Um, and I think with that, I will will sign off here. But thank you, everyone, for, for listening. Um, and we look forward to connecting again soon. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Angel Protocol hosting a space. Move over, CFI. DeFi has arrived. Recorded on Thursday, November 17th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Intern Productions proudly presents Remix beer, 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 beer. Let's go Chill. My lunatics ha, ha, ha. Throw your hands in the air right now, man Feel this shit right here Don't run Yeah, terabytes, I see you Luna Blue party on Terra spaces, we out chill ha, ha, ha. I don't give a fuck about your profits Cause we think bigger We from Lunaland, man Where we making the figures Kids
starving Love to fill up their plates Half the people in the world got a frown on their face It's a cold world, we make it nice Screw a milli for a car, let's change a life Got the angel car parked in front of the building Terra Ave, angel protocol is legit Let's get rid of the bad The world's struggling, it's too much to cope with Bankers and market makers like us to choke his shit Should be called on robbery, extortion Or maybe grand larceny We do it all, we put the pieces to the puzzle Just as long as it takes all of our people here to end the struggle Came out the gate on some dope one shit World's better with the army of the lunatics Send my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back, give back, give back to the greedy, so long to the slizzy. Lunatics stay breezy, St. John stay blizzy. I got a minute, ain't I'm on Columbus 5. And I just staked an angel I can give till I die with a terror squad jacket. About to mint a galactic lunatics on chain, snap it back like elastic. We angels and angels don't hoard our goodies. So never mind, we sneaking in with lunar loot hoodies. Listen, we don't pay a mission, take five bouncers, never check us. And we walk around the metal detectors. And there ain't even a need for VIP section. The middle class, now the new 1%, so check it. People like the halo, so start relaxing Let's hold a discussion about this terror chain reaction If subpoenas are your thing, better pull the trigger Gotta serve the Dow and make the southern district bigger Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar wake And then give back, give back, give back Living better now, Luna loot sweater now Angels help you drive through any weather now See it ain't right when you hoard your millions That's why I sport the halo, spreading good feelings You can find lunatics at all types of shit Out in Vegas front row, fighting rugs and shit If bad time comes, then just take your stake back Cause you can get without losing, let's create stacks If UST breaks the peg, it ain't gonna roast you Burning Luna, put the peg back where it's supposed to Not even though alone could get it back So talk to the Dow, now your bank is whack can't keep telling me sharing wealth is for suckers Matter of fact, if that's true, I'll be a fucking sucker Not even Nakamoto could imagine this Lunatics making sure we win the championship Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar weight And then give back, give back, give back, give back Say my angels don't dance, we just take a stance And lock a lunar weight And then give back, give back, give back, give back Whip three is ours. Come on. Nah, man, Dowin ain't never gonna stop. Yeah. Danielle, Cosmos, Solana, Avalanche, Matt Lee. Peace out. Terror Spaces.